Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Hello, welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name is Patience Abe. In our ongoing Women's Day podcast series, we meet Jillian Josephine Pa Ochen, a young inspirational woman from Anyuang village in Omoro district. Jillian quit her paid job to start selling fruits and pancakes in offices in Gulu town. From this, she has established a craft shop, a tours and travel company that is helping to market Gulu district and promote a choli culture. In this podcast, she shares with us her humble beginnings, daily struggles, and how she has turned around her life. Um, I am called Jillian Josephine Pauchen. I do so many things as long as it brings money. I do pancakes. That is for my quick daily money. I do safaris. That is tours and travels. I do marketing for other people's products that I get paid for in my commissions. And uh, I also do crafts. As you know, that is not something that every day it is bought, but once it is bought, there's some good money in it. Um, I started with quitting a job, a job I worked for six months, and I felt the... The environment wasn't challenging enough, and the money was also very little compared to the other works that I had started. You know, the works of research pays a lot, but it's not constant. So this paying job paid me for six months, and I'm like, it's not what I want. So I quit, and uh, I started hawking fruit salads into offices that I did for from 2010 to... 2019, early 2019, that's when I left and concentrated now on um, the pancakes. Uh, why I quit the fruit salads? Because of so many challenges, the seasonal uh, challenges of the fruits, and then also the fragile nature of the fruits. You can't keep it overnight. When you keep it overnight, it goes stale, so you have to pour it. But when I looked at the pancakes, it can stay overnight and the following day it even tastes better. So that's why I opted in for it. But in between there, the fruits really helped me to um, move another step into what I really studied, that is Bachelor of Tourism. Uh, with the fruits, I was in position to set up um, the tour company that I started running, though, you know, this you have clients you don't have so in between there i had to be creative if i don't have clients what do i do so that's when i brought in the idea of making the pancakes and then bringing in crafts that you know sustain me when i am not out in for safaris and uh, along the way as well i manage that's like achievement of the fruits and then the safaris I bought land. That land is now being developed for um, a culture village and uh, a camping site for tourists in Aru Pade district. So it's coming up and it's called Yaa Village and very soon it will be open. And that is as a result of, you know, being resilient 
and consistent and then you know dreaming a bit more than your energy so and you put in lots of energy to achieve what you want to achieve yeah. there are a number of challenges first of all being a sole proprietor it's not easy are uh, the financial issues are the worst challenges ever because now I have not gone to any financial institutions to pick a loan so I have to finance all these projects using other projects that I am doing like the pancakes like the safaris when I have the safaris then all the money I have to budget it for maybe raising um, a unit of uh, the, 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 the latrine or something or a hut at the, at the year village and then also when I get some money, then okay, fine. Uh, the, the tour company also needs a website, needs this and that. So you all have to solely uh, shoulder the burden of the, the, the financial issues in the business. And again, uh, our culture of traveling is not so developed as such. So even if you subsidize the price, people will still say it is a lot, that is too much money, but yet you've really, really cut down the cost for everybody to go into the safaris. But those are some of the challenges. The customers, you cannot meet the demand, you know, like their need for the lowest, because at least you also need to get something that you remain with. And then when you get to the national parks, you pay lots of money there and yet it is already subsidized, all-inclusive package for them. Our tradition is uh, fading away. So I'm looking at Yaya Village as a place that is going to conserve that. And given the environment, I'm practically conserving all the indigenous trees. So that even the children, in 10 years, they will get to know these are the trees that we had. And besides, all those trees are medicinal. So I'm looking at Yaya Village as my future game and all my energy is uh, directed towards having it um, finished. Let's say in a year ranges between uh, 15 to 20 people that I normally take that is internationally and then the domestic also about 20, let's say about 50 people per year that I, I normally take on a safari because it's still just a growing business. And the sites I normally take people, besides me also guiding other uh, two operators' clients, uh, I also guide. So if I add on those numbers, it's a lot. It comes to close to 100 or 200 in a year. Uh, we take people to Kidepo. I take people to Massachusetts Falls, I take people to CP Falls, I take people to uh, Fort Becker and Aru Falls. So whatever the, the clients demand, whichever destination, we do take them. We're looking at Sese, we're looking at the Western Uganda, so the entire Uganda, as long as... And our future plan is to travel the entire East Africa have packages for East Africa as well. I do employ the drivers and then their guides. There are ladies, uh, about two ladies that I'm training to be the guides and then they'll be taking people around because I have too much also now so I can't be all over the place so I need to also let go 
other people also to take up. I'm more interested in ladies because um, in the industry, we look at it mostly like it is a, a main thing to drive, to, to, to guide. But ladies do a great job. Now we also have uh, tourist drivers who are women yeah, in the business. So we also empower the women to, you know, get the men's energy. The traditional foods comes with the Yaa village because that is a place where we shall be serving the traditional food and then the, the, the traditional um, items. So whatever somebody would want, because when we look at tradition, initially the actually culture, we didn't have these exotic uh, bowels or plates and cutleries. So the, we are getting back to the times where the cutleries were traditional. And we're looking at the clay bowels, we're looking at the calabashes, we're looking at drinking water in a calabash, and then serving our food in the clay bowels. Those are the things that we're looking at in Yaa Village, and those are the things you will find when you visit us, when we finally open. You'll eat in our bowels, and you'll put your food in the calabash, and you'll drink from our calabash. Um, advice to my other ladies who are intending to join business or who are in business. We just have to work hard, work smart, and keep in there. Just be resilient. Uh, there are ups and downs in businesses, but that shouldn't let you quit. That because you fail the first time or the second time, you never know the third time will be your takeoff stage. I have managed those seasons by introducing new uh, avenues, like now the crafts I put in there, I do pancakes if I'm not in the field, and then I do marketing for others, you see. So, and then in between there you add in some other things, you look at the demand in the market, especially the edibles and then these other, you know, hands-on things. That was Gillian's story. Thank you very much for listening to the New Vision podcast. Please tune in again tomorrow to www.newvision.co slash podcast to listen to another inspiring woman's story. You've been listening to the New Vision Podcast. New Vision.